الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجل قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى وعاشروهن بالمعروف وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم خيركم لأهله وأنا خيركم لأهلي أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected elders and brothers, we can never thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sufficiently for making us from this great ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A believer for him in life, there is only one role model, and that is Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he tries to emulate every facet in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the most perfect in every aspect of life. He was the most perfect in terms of being a Nabi and a Prophet, the most perfect father, the most perfect teacher. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also the most perfect husband. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taught us about nikah. He taught us the virtues of getting married. But then he also taught us how to maintain that nikah, how to make that nikah a success, how to make that home a success, and make that home a very peaceful and a very happy home. But unfortunately nowadays, we have moved away from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have strayed away from the guidelines of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The result of which we find that now our homes have become like war zones. Now there are fights all the time. Every other day, there is a new fight. Each spouse needs to use different vulgar words. There's a competition as to who can scream louder. Unfortunately, this has become the situation. And this is negatively impacting on our society. It is negatively impacting on those children that are being brought up in those homes. Because this is having a psychological effect on those children. And children are then becoming like delinquents. And then we're trying to see where is the cause of the problem. The cause of the problem is from the very same home. That home, which was supposed to be a place of peace, a place of satisfaction. It is somewhere where you're supposed to now come back at the end of the day and get some sort of relaxation. 
has unfortunately now turned to a war zone. And the reason for this was because we moved away from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When we study the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will find there were different aspects to his seerah in his life. But one of the aspects was Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a husband. What a good husband Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also taught his ummah that remember different people in your life will have certain rights over you. And make sure that you fulfill those rights. At no point in life should you see whether other people are fulfilling your rights. You should always see whether you are fulfilling the rights of others. One occasion, Hazrat Salman al-Farisi radiallahu ta'ala, he came to visit Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala. He made out from the condition of his home that Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu because of him being so engrossed in ibadat, that to some extent he is neglecting the rights of his wife and his family. So Hazrat Salman Farisi radiallahu he brought the food and he presented it to him. He told him, sit down and eat with me. Abu Darda radiallahu said, no, I'm fasting. He said, no, no, you will have to eat with me. I'm not going to eat till you don't eat. So he made him break his fast. That night, he made Abu Darda radiallahu sleep. Abu Darda wants to wake up for touch and oh, sleep a little bit more. He wants to wake up, no sleep still. I'll tell you when it's time to wake up. And then Salman Farisi radiallahu anh told him that remember, O oh Abu Darda, إِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلِيكَ حَقَّا وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلِيكَ حَقَّا وَلِأَهْلِكَ عَلِيكَ حَقَّا Your body has got a right over you. And your Lord has also got a right over you. And your wife has also got a right over you. فَآتِ كُلَّ حَقٍ حَقَّا So give every person what is due to him. Whatever right is due to the other party, make sure you are fulfilling that right. Because if you are not fulfilling that right, if you are deficient in fulfilling those rights, then remember, on the day of Qiyamah, we will be answerable. You have not fulfilled those rights. When Hazrat Salman Farisi radiallahu anh had related this to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Sadaqa Salman, what Salman said is exactly the truth and that is how it's supposed to be. You have to have this moderation, you have to have this balance in your life where you fulfill the rights of your family also. You fulfill the rights of your wife. It's not that you're spending time in everything else, but now you are neglecting the rights of your wife. You're not giving any quality time. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, wanted to make ibadat all the time. Every night, whole night he wants to read namaz. Every day he wants to fast. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also rectified him and corrected him and told him, remember, your body has got a right over you, your eyes have got rights over you, and your wife has got a right over you. Do not overexert yourself in ibadat to such an extent. Now that's ibadat. Imagine ibadat is something that we were created for. Ibadat is something of reward. What about if a man is overexerting himself now in making money? Overexerting himself now in doing business. So you will have to rectify and correct the person to say that your wife has also got a right over you. And if you're not going to fulfill that right of your wife, then there's going to be problems in the home. That's when you're going to get all this misery coming about. Then your wife will now be pulled up and you will see she's getting upset and she's getting angry and you will think now, what's the reason? But you have become insensitive towards her feelings now. 
You do not understand now the way she feels. You do not understand what distresses her, what saddens her. You as though living your own life. You live your own life and she lives her own life. This is not an Islamic teaching. Islamic teaching is that you live a life of muhabbat, of harmony, of unity, of understanding, where each spouse can understand the other spouse and you live a life of fulfilling the rights. Fulfilling the rights of your wife, that these are rights, this is what I owe to her. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي That the best of you is the best to his wife. You know, we may say, hey, this man, you know, he's reading so many rakats of tahajjud. Hey, he's, this man is the best man. So many rakats of tahajjud. Or oh, this man here, yeah, he's such a great alim. He's got so much of knowledge. He can quote hadith upon hadith. Someone may say, this man is going for hajj and umrah over and over again. This man is spending so much of money in the path of Allah. This man is spending so much of time in the path of Allah. What did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said? All those things are important, definitely. You have to do those things. No one says you must not do it, you have to do it. But when it came to the criteria of being the best, what did he say? خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ This is the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The best of you is the best to his wife. وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ And from all of you, I am the best to my wives. I have left behind a very beautiful example of how you should be treating your wives. Now you look into the lives of pious people and how particular they were about these aspects. Dr. Abdul Hisab Rahmatullahi, a very great saint of Pakistan, he mentions, Mufti Taqi Usmani Sahib Damad Barakatum quotes his sheikh, Dr. Abdul Hay Rahmatullahi, who once told his disciples, just as a lesson, he told them that see, 55 years are married now. Not once can I recall when I ever raised my voice and spoke to my wife. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not talking about hitting. I'm not talking about shouting and bringing the roof down and creating a big, you know, as though like a, a big problem in the house. The man when he spoke to his wife, the same tone that he spoke to her on the first night of his marriage for 55 years, he spoke the same tone. Now this is what you call piety. This is what you call kamal. You know, we have understood sunnah only to be the external sunnahs, unfortunately. Sunnah, we have confined it now to the kurta, to the beard, to the turban. There is a lot of sunnahs in life that we have to be emulating. We have to be following Rasulullah because Nabi Wasallam is telling you, the best of you is the best to his wife. Dr. Abdul Hay Rahmatullahi, he says, his wife mentioned that not once did my husband ever demand anything from me. Not even a glass of water. He never told me, do this or don't do this. I, of my own accord, had seen now he needed something and I got it for him. But not once did he demand from me. And look at our condition. The wife will slog the whole day. She'll prepare meals. Maybe at night she's tired. The husband is coming back late. He wants his wife to wake up. You wake up and warm the food for me. You wake up and make my tea. He can't do anything. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very self-sufficient. Someone asked Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how was he when he was at home? Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, Kana alyan al-nas wa akraman nas kana rajulan min rijalikum 
Nabi Wasallam was the most soft and lenient person. The most easygoing person. Not making a noise for everything and shouting and screaming and wanting things and demanding things be done. He was the most generous person. Kana akraman nas. Kana rajulam min rijalikum. He was like a normal man. Illa andahu kana bassaman. Dahakan. Except that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would constantly smile. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam all the time when he came home. He didn't come home with a, you know, like a serious looking face. Some people nowadays, you got to pay them to smile. That's how they are so serious in life. As though they're carrying the whole world's problems on their heads. So Nabi Sallam frequently, he would be smiling. He would come home with a smiling countenance. Rasulullah was a happy person. He was always, although on one hand, the hundred time, he would be crying. That sound of a boiling pot would come out from his chest. That's how he would cry the hundred time. That's how he would cry for his ummah. That is the love he had for his ummah. That is the concern he had for his ummah. Da'il al-fikra. But that never stopped him from fulfilling the rights of his wives. It was never at any point that Rasulullah came home with a very serious face. And you know what you're joking about? I got the whole, what is of the whole ummah on my head? No. Nabi Sassam understood. That is one responsibility. He's a Nabi. He will fulfill that responsibility. But this is another responsibility. He's a husband also. He has to also fulfill the role of being a husband. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. In another hadith she says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would do his own work. He would mend his own shoelace if he needed to mend it. He would serve himself. He would milk his own goats. He wasn't someone that had a, like a demanding attitude to say, hey, I'm here and I have to have things the way I have it and I'll stamp my authority and I will show who's wearing the trousers. No, Nabi Sallallahu never behaved like that. Where did this behavior come from? This is not the behavior of Rasulullah Sallallahu Nabi Sallallahu was a very easygoing person. In fact, the hadith says that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at no point did he ever find any fault in food. He never ate food and said, you know what, this food here is not right today. This less salt here. What's wrong with you? How are you cooking? He never said that. If he liked the food, he would eat it. And if for some reason he didn't like it, he would leave it. Maybe it was not to his tabiat, not to his mizaj, not to his temperament. He did not like that type of food. He would leave it. But he would never find a fault on the food. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us, don't criticize. You know, one of our biggest problems in life is we criticize. And the funny thing is we don't criticize ourselves. You're supposed to criticize your own nafs. Criticize yourself when you do something. Or why did I do this wrong? Why did I come late for namaz today? Why did I oversleep today? Criticize yourself. You need to compliment your spouse. Stop criticizing and start to compliment. By you complimenting, it's going to make a very, very big difference. By you taking out time and giving quality time. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says that sometimes... I was in this, I was napak, and I will be eating with Rasulullah Then I would drink from a certain utensil, a cup or something. I would give it to Rasulullah He would look for that same place that I drank from, and he would drink from that place to display his love to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Then I would maybe take a bite from a, a bone or a, a piece, a, a chunk of meat, 
And I would then pass it on to Rasulullah He would look for that same spot that I t- taken a bite from. And he would take a bite from that same place to display his love for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. This was Rasulullah This is how considerate he was, how caring he was, how loving he was. He wasn't that personality now to start ranting and raving and making a big noise and fighting and demanding. No, he was a very, very easygoing person. Nabi Sallallahu was very soft, very lenient, very considerate and very loving. And that is why the Azwaj al-Mutahharat, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even once mentioned to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, that I know very well when you are pleased with me and when you are angry. That means Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was very perceptive. He understood. He understood the emotions and feelings of his partner. So even you now, when she's a bit upset, and when she's happy, remember in life you will go through different situations. And the hadith also tell us, that women have been created from the rib. So women would sometimes behave in certain ways, sometimes certain small things may irritate them. But as the husband, you should not get worked up. You should not get angry. In fact, Rasulullah had prohibited us from anger. La Whatever happens, don't ever become angry. Anything happens in life, anything happens in your home. Don't become angry. Some hadiths even mentioned. When you become angry, keep quiet. Remain silent. Don't say anything. Hadiths give you other guidelines. If you're going to anger, that's another whole topic on its own. But what I'm showing you is Nabi Karim Wasallam is telling Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha, I know very well when you please with me and when you're angry. So she asked him, how do you know that? So he said, when you please with me, then in the conversation you will say, La wa Rabbi Muhammad. That no, you know, speaking about something and by the Lord of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And when you're angry, then you say, La wa Rabbi Ibrahim. No, by the Lord of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam. So then she told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that yes, you are right, but I only leave out your name. As far as your love, your love will always be deeply embedded within my heart. So Rasulullah was a perfect example. Nabi Wasallam came to teach us, to teach us how to live with our spouses, how to live with our wives, so that this home can become a happy home, so that these children can be brought up in a happy environment. Nabi Karim Wasallam told us, Saad ibn Abi Waqas, radiallahu ta'ala that whatever you spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking the reward of Allah Allah will reward you hatta luqma fi famimratik until that luqma you put in the mouth of your wife you're eating food now and you took one luqma and you put it into the mouth of your wife you will even be rewarded for that so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had taught us all these different etiquettes he had taught us how to live how to live happily, and how to have a peaceful home. Because remember, when there's harmony in the home, there will be order in the nation. When there's order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. All the problems start off from the home. That upbringing of the child starts off from the home. Why is this child now psychologically affected? What is troubling this child? Often you will get, now the school even complaining, that something is troubling this child. This child now is not performing correctly. The father doesn't realize all that screaming, all that shouting, all that criticism. One of the worst things you can do in life is to criticize someone. If you want to lose someone in your life, just do this here, criticize him. Just get yourself, involve yourself into some stinging criticism. 
Even now, people are going so weak. Even the Ustad needs to think now how he speaks to his students. It's your student now. You've got a right to discipline him. In those days, the Ustad will feel nothing of taking the cane and lashing you. That's how it was a normal procedure. But now you've got to be so careful as to how you speak to that small child. You may just say some words. Remember, words can make you and words can break you. That same words, as someone put it very beautifully, they said soft words will soften hearts which are harder than rocks. That man's heart, heart is hard. Harder than a rock. But you use soft words to him, it will soften his heart. And hard and harsh words will harden hearts that are softer than silk. The man had such a soft heart, but now you used harsh words towards him. What's going to happen? You're going to lose the person. And that's exactly what's going to happen in your home. If you're going to be hard, you're going to be demanding, you're going to have an approach of criticism, of putting people down, then you know, you want to score points all the time, it's always about your way, the way you want to do things, then remember, that home unfortunately, is going to be a miserable home. And those children are not going to get the correct upbringing, because the mother will always be miserable. Remember when you're speaking, if your wife is pregnant, and if she's miserable and she's sad, that has a negative impact on the fetus also. That will affect the child in her stomach. Why? Because she's sad. And who is responsible for making her sad? In most situations, it is our own selves. It is our own actions. The way we behave, the way we speak, the way we conduct ourselves. In the outside world, we are very good people. We meet people, we greet people, we smile to them. We are the best of people. But what is our condition within our own homes? That good character is the most righteous action on the day of Qiyamah to be placed on the scales of deeds. Good character. Good character starts in your very own home. If you cannot have good character in your house, with your wife, with your children, then that good character outside is a deception. That is just a good forefront. You're not doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected friends, this is a very, very important aspect. And inshallah next week, the speaker will continue with the same topic. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a husband, different aspects in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But just to conclude, we're going to mention a few points that will create love within our homes. There's a few points, a little change can change a lot. Remember this. Sometimes small changes in your life can create a world of a difference. Small changes, you just make some small adjustments. I'm not saying now you have to take 50,000 rand and buy your wife a diamond ring or something. Certain small changes. Number one, salam. Wherever you enter your home, enter with salam. Rasulullah mentioned, أَوَلَا أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَى شَيْءٍ إِذَا فَعَلْتُمُوهُ تَحَابَبْتُمْ أَفْشُوا السَّلَامَ بَيْنَكُمْ Should I not show you something? When you do it, then you will create, generate muhabbat among yourself. Make salam a common practice. So whenever you enter your home, whenever you're meeting your wife, even in the morning when you're seeing her, make salam. Make salam a common practice. Inculcate the habit within the children to make salam. Number one. The second thing is always have a smiling face. A smiling countenance. As we mentioned the hadith of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, where she says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana bassaman, dohakan. Nabi sallallahu was constantly smiling. He was jovial and he was pleasant with his wife. So always have a smiling face. One person complained to a buzurk, you know, of marital problems. And one advice he gave him, that created a major difference in his life. 
said, see, when you come home, come home with a smiling face. You came home with a smiling face. You spoke to your wife. You spent time. What's our condition? The man just walks in the house and he takes his cell phone. Before they should take the newspapers. Now no more newspapers. Now the man just takes his cell phone. What the wife thinks to herself. All day I'm smoking for this man. I left everything. I left my family. I left the comfort of my home. I left everything for this man so unappreciative. All day I'm cooking for him. Taking care of his children. Looking after his home. He can't even come and even talk to me. He just comes and he takes his cell phone with an upset face, you know, and he's looking at the phone as though he does not care. So you go in with a smiling face, spend quality time with your wife, speak to her in a loving manner, compliment her, thank her for all the good that she's doing. So this is the second thing now, we spoke about the smiling face. The third thing is hadiyah and gifts. Nabi Sallallahu said, Tahado, Tahabu, you exchange, exchange hadiyah and gifts, this will generate muhabbat among you. The more, whatever you can, whatever you can afford. You know now, person knows his wife likes a certain chocolate, or she likes a certain cake, or a certain muffin, or whatever it may be. Something that's within his budget. Occasionally he's buying something, he's giving something. Now the wife understands that this husband, he cares about me. He's worried, he's concerned, he's bringing things all the time. That means he really loves me, and he's got some feelings for me. So this is the third thing. And the fourth thing, learn to compliment and stop criticizing. It's very, very easy to criticize people. As I said, criticize your own self. Criticize your nafs. Your nafs needs criticism. Why am I behaving in this manner? Why am I doing things this way here? So criticize your own self, but compliment your wife. Whatever she does, you compliment her. There's also one incident, time does not permit us to go into details, but just very shortly, spoke about the same buzurk. Dr. Abdul Hay Rahmatullahi, he went to one of his disciples' homes, invited the sheikh now for a meal. After eating the meal and he's leaving now, he told the person, brother, tell your wife, Jazakallah, you know, we really enjoy the food. The food was prepared very well, very tasty. And then he hears from behind the parda, like a sobbing sound. What happened now? Why the wife is crying? So the wife then says, after they find out, he says, Hazrat, this man so many years, I'm giving him food every day. Not one day could he compliment me. And today, first time, you came to my house and you ate my food and you complimented me. So learn to compliment and stop criticizing. And the fifth aspect, respected friends, don't entertain doubts in your mind. Shaitan is always there to put suspicions in your mind, put doubts in your mind. Your wife is like this, she's doing this here, she's spending too much. Don't entertain doubts. Always have a good opinion. A good opinion will create positivity and happiness in our lives. May Allah grant us to understand you.